You are listening to Bridget Masinga on SAFM. It's a Friday night on SAFM and uh, we thank you in advance for choosing to continuing uh, your Friday evening with us. We hope that uh, you are nice, chilled and relaxed, maybe with a Bev in hand and taking it nice and easy. Remember, our WhatsApp lines are open on 061-410-4107. That's uh, 061-410-4107 for the purposes of you touching base with us. And of course, you can send through your requests for later on in the evening. Remember to attach your voice note with them. You can give us us a roundup of your week of how that has been thus far perhaps you've got perhaps you've got some long-term plans for the long weekend that you'd like to share or you just want to say hello and uh, you know tell me that you are coming back or going to someplace interesting uh, be sure to send through those song requests for now though we switch gears and get into our first conversation of the evening with made in SA. Uh, Greta Helberg joins me on the line and she is an artist a creative artist who uh, has got many many experience in the world of art um, and she's chosen photo polymer etching as her unique expression of presenting her work. And of course, she'll get to tell us a little bit more about this uh, this technique. Kreta, I think in in the few years that I've indulged in artistic conversation, I'm familiar with the the uh, form of well, with the art form of etching, the technique of etching. But I don't think I'm familiar with photo polymer etchings. Good evening to you. How are you? Hi, Brigitte. Um, I'm fine, thanks. And you? I'm great. Thank you very much. Um, so explain to me in the lamest term, like I was saying, I'm familiar with, the, you know, the technique of etching, but I'm not familiar with photopolymer etching. And from what I understand, it is a light activated technique. Yes, yeah. What I use is basically a photo, uh, like UV, a UV plate. That's another name for a polymer etching. It's just an easier, easier name. UV, uh, the UV rays of the sun mm-hmm. basically develop the image into the plate. So it's easier to understand if I explain it like that. So what I do is I do a drawing under transparency okay. and then... Um, I take the drawing, I put it in a contact frame that I also made myself. Mm. It's basically a, a sheet of glass, um, and then it's a, it's a basically a piece of wood and a soft area. Mm-hmm. And then you clamp it with clamps together. So mm. You basically put your, your polymer plate in, and then you take the protective layer off. You put some baby powder on it so that, mm. <laughs> so that the image doesn't burn into the, the polymer because the polymer is a very sticky substance when, okay. it's, when it's exposed. And then you put the glass over that and you put the clamps on. So it clamps basically very um, tight. Mm. And then you put it like uh, 45 degrees to the sun, to the sun's rays. Okay. For about two minutes in the sun, depending on the intensity of the sun. Yes. And then that image develops. It's amazing. Very but interesting. Then, after, then you have to take it out of the sun, otherwise it's overexposed. And if it's overexposed, then your lines get too dark. It's not, it, the ink is too, you know, the lines is too big, so the ink goes into the lines and your image is too dark when you print it. Yes. So after I develop my etching in the sun, I basically take water. It's a 28 degrees Celsius water. It must mm. be 28 degrees because otherwise... It is, if it's too hot, it's going to uh, wash out all the polymer too, too fast. And if it's too cold, it doesn't really work that well. Oh, okay. So 
I wash the image in uh, in zinc with 28 degrees water until the the grooves of the line starts appearing. And then you must also be very careful. If you wash too much, then wash the polymer off, and then your image disappears or it gets um, and yeah, basically you, know, you have to redo everything again. Oh so wow! It's a real, it's a real art to to know when to stop washing your polymer line. <laughs> yeah. And when to, and, and you must wash too, too little, because if you wash too little, then the lines are not developed or, uh, too much. So, yeah, it's, it's an art form. It really, uh, it's, it's not easy to do It that. really sounds like, Greta, it sounds like a little bit of, of art technique or a lot of art technique, a little bit of science, and maybe yes. just a sprinkle of holding thumbs and praying that everything comes together correctly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's actually magic, because... When, when it comes out right, it's, it's, it's amazing. You know, in, so what, what I do is after I wash the plate, I put the plate back in the sun for about two hours. So yeah. the polymer kind of harden because, like I said earlier, the polymer is a very sticky substance. So mm. I also have to use a hairdryer after you wash the plate. So then you use a hairdryer to, to, to basically um, to take the, all the stuff out. So it's, you know, it's like... <laughs> It's like bubbles that that appears in the polymer if you don't use a hairdryer to, to yeah. basically blow it out. So it's, yeah, it's complicated. So we use baby powder, we use hairdryer. <laughs> it, it's very homely, but yeah, it's part of the process. Oh. After, after the polymer hardens, I uh, use like um, a, what do you call it, Bosch, a Bosch um, thingy that that men used to use, you know, <laughs> it's like a, a, what do you call a bush? Um, it's it's like a sa- sandpaper. Just oh, okay. The, the corners of the plate, because oh. if, the, if the corners is not uh, round, the paper can, can tear when you do the printmaking on the itching press. I so that's see. Why I, I make the corners round. So it's a huge process that just develop the plate, and then when the plate is developed and the corners are round and everything. Then I use etching ink that I get from France, um, France like overseas. Yes. Fall from here. The real French etching ink. And then I, I ink my etching press by using mounting boards to press, to the press. Ink into the boots, into the lines. The same process as the normal intaglia process that uh, you know, printmakers from the yes. 15th century use, you know, like uh, from uh, yes, the yes. old masters. So then I, um, I, I basically put the ink into the grooves and then I use like telephone paper to smooch all the excess ink off the, the, the plate so that the, the ink can only stay in the line. Very and, interesting. Yeah. And then I, I do the printmaking with dampened etching paper that was in water and I dampened it with newspaper. Very um, interesting. And I etching press. So yeah, it's a process. Very then, interesting process, Greta. And I think, you know, as you sort of walked us through the, the sort of photopolymer part of it, there was something about it very reminiscent to me in your descriptive, very reminiscent of almost old school photo development in the dark room. Yes, almost like that. You know, when I studied um, after school, I went to Portuguese University to study history of art, mm. and uh, one of my subjects was actually photography. Mm. And I developed my own photographs in a dark room. 
Mm. It's a Pentax camera, and that was, oh, I loved it. I mean, it's, it's, so, it's a pity that we can't do that anymore. You know, it's funny yes. that digital photography took over the world. But um, maybe that's part of the reason why I also like doing this type of um, entirely of printmaking. Yeah. Because it, you can use your photography. You can make fine art prints from photography. Mm. And it's, 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 you make an etching out of a photograph. It's actually amazing that you, what you can do with, with this type of art form. I can imagine. I, I, I also yeah. read somewhere that, uh, you know, um, you, you actually prefer to, to work from whether it's a painting or an etching type of work. You actually prefer from working from memory of, you know, the, the scenes around you, the natural scenes around you, the environment around you. Um, and, and maybe time to time you might use a photo reference, but really the snapshot lives in the archives of your memories. Yes, yeah, that's true. I I love to. I'm like like when I'm walking around, I'm like a like a camera that's open all the time. <laughs> like I'm absorbing all the time, you know. Like when I see a beautiful sunset and mm. um, the clouds, the formation of clouds, uh, the sea. You know, the, the the reflection of the clouds in the sea. Sometimes um, people's faces. Sometimes you know, mm. it's like. Um, sometimes a baby's face looking at me. It's like stuff, stuff that captures me. It's like weird, but yeah, you know, I love to. I love to live with eyes wide open. Yeah, and then it's like uh, some place inside my brain that maybe say remembers it, and then when I paint and do etchings, I you bring that to life. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've got to ask you, Greta. You, you know, when we when we t- talk about this particular um, art form and this particular way of creating, uh, I've met a few, you know, printmakers, young emerging artists. They seem to be uh, a big sort of resurgence of printmaking in the world of art. But are there a lot of them that are using your particular technique? No, no, not a, no, nobody in South Africa I know of. But, and that's the lucky one I'm going to tell now, mm. I'm going to start doing printmaking workshops in my studio in the art shed at mm. part of the waterfront from this month, um, from my month, basically, next mm. month. And because I'm moving my gallery into one of the cool rooms in the, in the part of the art shed yeah. at the part of the waterfront. And there's also 20 other artists exhibiting there, and their work is really awesome. I mean, it's a good outing to drive out from Cape Town or wherever in the Western Cape and go visit the art shed. There's also a coffee shop next to, uh, it's like a maniki and, and there's like restaurants and it's a lucky outing to go to Barton Austin and, and well, walk through the art shed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if people want to book a workshop of other artists, young upcoming artists or anybody, you know, established artists also are welcome um, to give me a call and, um, or to send me a bit message and we can book a, a workshop. But I can only take two people at, at one, yes. you know, at one workshop because it's a limited space. And uh, then I can teach them how to do, do printmaking in the sun. Yes, yeah. Because, I mean, it does sound absolutely incredible. Um, and it does sound like it would be a skill, especially within the creative artistic community, that one would want to impart and that it shouldn't be lost. It it may be technical and cumbersome, um, but mm. I've seen some of the work that you, you create using mm. your, your, your photopolymer technique, uh, you know, in etchings. And it's just absolutely spectacular. Um, oh, and thank you. So it would be something that I would think that 
um, you know, y- you should be sharing more and more and, and young artists should be wanting to, to learn how to keep this alive. Yeah, yeah that's definitely what I want to do. I don't want to keep it for myself. Mm. Um, unfortunately, there's only one supplier um, that actually supplies this type of polymer plates in, in the Western Cape mm. that I know of because I struggled with COVID. My supplier went bankrupt because he got his polymer plates from... Uh, Taiwan and yeah, the supplier from Taiwan went bankrupt, so it was it was hectic. And it, I actually searched and searched and searched, and with trial and error, I, I came to one supplier. So yeah, I I'm the only one that will supply the polymer plates because my supplier will supply only to me. And then yeah, so yeah. It, is, it is one thing. It is really a scarce thing to get hold on, you know, hold yeah. on this polymer plates. It's not something that you get in all the art shops and stuff. It's, it's really a rare find. I got yeah. you. I got you. Yeah. So besides the workshop, um, you know, for anybody that is now intrigued and want to see, you know, uh, sort of the difference in final finish when using uh, a, a photopolymer etching technique, um, it, is there an exhibition that you're perhaps working on? Is there a place that, uh, you know, one can peruse some of your past as well as current works? Yeah, all my art is currently at the art shed in Partenoster, at Partenoster Waterfront, uh-huh. in my gallery. So if I, they want to come visit, they will see my etchings in my gallery. And yeah, my work is exhibited also. There's some of my etchings in London, but mm. it was also exhibited at the uh, Biennale in Istanbul in 2020. It was a virtual Biennale. Yeah. We have to say Biennale because of the COVID. But currently, it's all my etchings are at my gallery. Um, it's my it's better for me to you know to to have all my work with my in my gallery to give people a better better idea of the art I do because I mm. also do in classic art and encaustic photography. Encaustic means um, to burn in. So yes. I use beeswax, melted beeswax with powder pigment, and then I, I paint actually with a heat torch onto a wooden substrate. So oh, that's wow. something very totally interesting. Different. Totally. Yes. Totally different and very interesting. And I think uh, on, on a different day, we'll definitely uh, get down into that conversation. Uh, Greta Hilberg, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, catch up with us this evening. And of course, uh, to school us a little bit about the technique of a photopolymer etching. I've definitely learned something today, added another layer uh, to the, the constant evolution of, of art. And of course, the acquiring of knowledge around how people create and the processes that go into creating some of these works. Um, it's just a few seconds to go before 22, 9 o'clock right here on the Art of Everything. It is SAFM.